Hey everyone and welcome to Already Cancelled. I am Peter, that is Tara, and we are going to talk about the Twilight Zone season one, episode twenty-one. It's called Mirror Image. So full spoilers for the episode, as always. So this episode is about a character named Millicent, um, the character that Rod Selling was claiming last week that he, it was going to prove that he could write a woman character, that he, he he could write a strong female character, because he assured us that he wanted to disprove those claims. So, here we are. Uh, so, but a woman went to a bus stop, uh, well, not bus stop, it's a bus station, um, and she's waiting for this bus to our city, and weird things start to happen. She notices... Uh, her case seems to be there or not there, depending on the moment. She's hearing from people who work there that they've already spoken to her about certain things. And ultimately, the episode's about the possibility that there's a second version of her uh, around repeating some of the actions and making her go kind of crazy because she's like not sure what's going on. So Tara, did you mm. enjoy Mirror Image? Yes, I did. I thought it was a pretty decent episode. Uh, I don't know if Rod Serling is successful at writing a female character <laughs> that much. Um, there is a moment where she has to faint, which is kind of tropey, <laughs> and lay down on a bench for a while. <sighs> yeah, so see if, see if you grew up watching movies from like before the seventies, like you have this weird opinion that women just faint like all the time for almost time. no reason. Yeah. It is like, oh my god. Yeah. <sighs> My yeah. stars. Uh-huh. Oh, the Beatles are on stage. Oh, um, which you know, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it was weird for me to bring that claim up when this was the episode that was coming up because ultimately the character only really serves to be like going crazy, right? She's just kind of going crazy because she thinks she's seeing things, and it's not that it's, yeah, it's, it's nothing per- to do with her being a woman. Yeah, like. it, there's nothing purely written about it necessarily, but it's just it's not like it's just like it's, she, you know. It's, it, Let's say you're writing a scene in a, in a horror movie, right? You're writing a scene where the serial killer, Michael Myers, is stalking the, 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 the girl, right? And mm-hmm. it's just a short movie. You're just in one stalking scene. And it can be a very good short movie because it's a really well shot. It's, it's tense. It's scary. But the writer, they're not proven they can write a strong female character. It's just the victim happens to be female. There's nothing proving or disproving that ability. Uh, it's different, mm-hmm. of course, in a film movie like Halloween, say, where there's actually like a whole, like, you know, plot with laurie and you kind of get to know her and what type of character she is and so on and so on um so that's like that this is not written poorly there's nothing wrong with how he writes no uh, no it's a fine character but i don't think it stands out as like yes you can write women rod sterling (laughs) like clearly you could just write a compelling story yeah that's that's basically it. it you know um like there's nothing about this character that needed to be a woman like you could have i mean i'm glad it is because i think we, as we pointed out last episode like we've had like two uh, yeah we haven't had that many and like the hitchhiker episodes. and like 16 millimeter shrine i think that's, that's really it where it's yeah. like that leading role um credit and actually i think both of those are actually better examples of the the characters actually like it's an important part of the character that they're women i think 16 millimeter shrine is about oh especially that one yeah yeah. the the loss of beauty and then maybe to a lesser extent but i I think the the fear of the predicament that the character's in in hitchhiker does feel a bit more um potent yeah i think so too because it's a female character being like stalked by a man and then her having to like uh basically like there was one moment where she had to like go to a man in uniform and basically seduce him into like driving with her yeah, so that she felt safe and 
it, yeah, it's about a woman traveling alone. Like, I think that is like more so, but yeah. I, I don't remember if that one was written by Rod Sterling either. Oh, I don't either. I don't remember who wrote those episodes specifically, but um, just the point that both of those are actually like, no, these are female protagonists and they're supposed to be and it's important to the story because part of what the themes yeah. of what we're doing is about how the experience is unique to them and what they're going through. Um, whereas this episode, you could swap this out for a guy and it would make a plain bit of difference. It, you know, this is it's irrelevant. Yeah, I mean... Maybe they go pretty quickly to crazy because she's a female and like the the guy who's like behind the counter the whole time yeah. is just like crazy women, you know, like the way he talks about her is pretty degrading. Yeah, it's, I suppose in a weird way you could almost argue that the, if there is something male sexist about the episode, it's that even though we are seeing she's seeing things and we're with her along for the ride and we know that stuff's going on, it's almost like to the other characters, no one really believes anything's happening until it happens to the man at the end of the episode. Yeah, that's <laughs> and true. It's, and then it's like, oh, now we can believe it because the man's experienced well, it. Well, still, it's just him that believes it. Like, we don't true. see the the, uh, the guy behind the counter who's been, like, a dick the whole time. <laughs> we don't see him, like, uh, accept it now. Or, I, I guess or even the I'm... woman who was in the restroom. I guess what I'm proposing is, is like, are the audience meant to speculate if it's real or not until the ending when it happens to him as well? Yeah. Well, now it's a pattern. So. Yeah. So, um, and again, I'm not saying it actually has sex. I'm just saying if you, if, you, if I'm really digging for it and looking at like how it's used in a cynical way. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you can find that anywhere though, because if it happened at the end to the woman who was in the restaurant we would have also been like okay yeah so this is a real thing that it's not just in her mind sure no that's true that's true uh so yeah um the episode slowly builds from the start with um um like you know her case moves uh she goes up and asks like how long till the bus or because the bus is already late it's like 30 minutes late already and she asks you know when is it due you know when's it coming and he gets really short-tempered with her and reveals that you've already asked this like you know 15 minutes ago like you know calm down and she's like i did no such thing what are you talking about like what you know what, what are we doing here it's like come on um and of course the big moment in the first half of the episode is when she's in the bathroom and again the woman in the bathroom insists that she's already been there you know in the last few minutes uh and she the bathroom door <laughs> opens and she looks in the reflection and she sees herself sitting still on the bench uh in the waiting area and that's kind mm -hmm. of the big sort of like no there's like because I think, obviously, knowing the title of the episode, reading the description last week, and obviously we talked about how us, you know, the recent film from Jordan Peele took some stuff from this episode. Obviously, I yeah. was already thinking this anyway, but I think if you're viewing this completely cold in 1960, this is the moment where it really is like, okay, no, there's, the idea is that there's a, there's a duplicate of her. You know, I think up until this point, you're maybe like, you know, well, what's going on? Like, what's happening? Yeah, and um, they try to... Ex explain it later on and i don't know if i really needed an explanation as to why there was a double of her do you know I, i'm actually I think the situation and the paranoia would be enough i'm going to defend the explanation here or, or the reason for the because i think the explanation itself is pretty solid but the i'm going to defend the reason for having it because that's what you're disputing here because the one thing that was occurring to me before they got to the explanation that i was kind of poking holes in a little bit is why are they never like encountering each other well you know like they're supposed to be just missing each other by a minute and they're just in this one like room with a bathroom and like you know like why is it like she's fading in and out of existence kind of thing 
Um, right. And the explanation they give that where she theorizes, which admittedly it's kind of just this run. Oh, I read an article once about this. I wonder if it's this. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> but she she theorizes that all oh, those alternate worlds, the idea of a parallel Earth, and those like you've got a counterpart in that Earth, and it's like the counterparts try to take over her life. And that right. would maybe suggest why she is just kind of popping in and out of existence because it's kind of like, you could almost argue that uh, the one we are following is also going back and forth between the worlds. And we just, we're just not aware of it because everything else is the same. Sure. Like there's something about this bus station that's like a portal. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Um, and there's a, and you can tell that the other person is like the malicious one because when she's the one that she sees in the reflection has a beard. So, you know, that she's... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> First, for, okay, before you know I which even, one to yeah, okay, before I even get to your forced Star Trek <laughs> reference about the middle world, right, or the middle universe, sorry, if I, if I mis, misspoke, um, can I just say the, the the malicious one, the malicious Millicent, can we just, can we just acknowledge the, the name there in that context? Good, uh, is that alliteration or... Onomatopoeia. That's a lot of racial. Okay. Onomatopoeia is when a word sounds like it's spelled, if that makes sense. Like, oh, you're right. right like, right. moo. That's that's all onomatopoeia. Uh, thank you. Until it's been someone, a long time. Until someone corrects me in the comments and tells me I'm full of shit, but I'm, I'm, I'm fairly confident <laughs> that that's what onomatopoeia is. Um, yeah, no, like, because she's got like a kind of an evil smile, though, when we see her, because the end of the first half of the episode is that the bus is finally here. And she's going to get on the bus, and it's like, oh, well, okay, episode over. Okay, what's, what's wrong? But she freaks out because she sees herself sitting in the bus. So it's, it's this counterpart that's going off to her new job, her new life. Um, that's this mm-hmm. other version's like, escape from another world. And Yeah. Um, but at this point, she's met this guy that she's talking to. Um, uh, Paul, I think he's, uh, his name was. Um, where, you know, she's kind of freaking out a little bit, and he's, like, just kind of talking to her, trying to help her, and you know, be friendly and ask her what her concerns are because she's kind of acting weird and freaking out. Um, mm-hmm. Telling his story about how he, you know, he's, he was supposed to be in another city by tonight, but, you know, his flight got cancelled. He had to get a, a car over here, but like, then he had to walk half the distance and it's the whole thing. Yeah, he just seems like a nice stranger who's probably <clears throat> attracted to her, just having a conversation Yeah. while they wait for the bus, you know. Um, but that's, that's, the, that's the, the end of the, the first half is the, like, oh, so... She, she's on the bus so it's kind of confirmed that this is what's going on um and obviously he just thinks he's freaking out and he's nice enough though to stick around he's like well you know what? i'm already late anyway it doesn't really matter if it's a few more hours he, he's kind of concerned for her yeah. so he stays at the bus bus station um you know some of the lights go out because it's getting getting late what was it if you're not use it if it's not in use turn off the juice that's that's what the yeah guy who worked there said <laughs> That like kind of sticks out, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Because drop your linen. He's he's so grumpy and like short tempered the whole time, except this one part where he's explaining like his philosophy on electricity saving, and then yeah. he gets really peppy and really goes for it. Um, but uh, yeah, so she this is where she like gives her theory about alternate worlds and a counterpart and all the rest of it, and she she does this for quite a bit and. Ultimately, Paul gets up, comes over to the the guy at the desk, and is like, "I think she, I think she's lost it." Because because the guy's yeah. also heard some of this. He's overheard it. He's like, "Yeah, other worlds. What's she like, talking what about? What the hell is she talking about? Like, crazy crazy yeah. women? What delusional? <laughs> like, must be on her period or something." <laughs> <laughs> 
he may as well have said that let's be honest like it, it was it was very much in the subtext <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh so he's like yeah i think uh, to be fair like so he so the old guy's kind of being like ah crazy woman right whereas he paul's a bit more like understanding but he's like you know i think she actually is seriously needing help like i think we need to call like the, the police although i did i did think it was weird though when the police show up yeah because he says oh, let's go outside the police don't even say anything to her or talk to her they just grab her like she's escaped the miranda from rights yeah <laughs> They just grab like her. crazy woman, let's get her. Yeah, like the, it's, it's like she's an escaped mental patient and they're just like, you know, cop to her, they'll just grab her. And I'm like, yeah. whoa, okay. Um, so, you know, Paul's left on his own and he's like, oh, I feel bad about that. I hope she, hope, hope it works out. I hope she's okay. Um, and he's going to go yeah. for a nap. I do think there's a shot here that comes up where it really telegraphs that his, his case is going to move because he sort of moves yeah they it. really focus on the case yeah I'm like, okay I, I got it i got it director i got it what's yeah. coming uh and sure if his case moves and he's like he thinks someone stole it and he, he, he they do it in one shot though which is kind of like cool for the episode i was expecting like it to cut and then come back and it was gone but they did it in one shot yeah no i agree yeah. um no because he does this <laughs> thing where he, he takes a drink at the the water fountain and he's, he's sort of covering it with his body. And then when he, he stands up straight, uh, yeah. it reveals that it's But it's missing. not totally covered. So somebody like had to like go in and like carefully take it out and not be seen like above his back or anything like or that. So. pull it with a string. I, thought, I mean, that was kind of well done, I, I you, thought. You pull it with a string though, right? I mean, you don't have to actually sneak in and take it. <laughs> Good, yeah. yeah. I don't know if it'd be difficult to be silent. I don't know. Well, it doesn't matter if it's silent. I don't know how boom mics work and stuff like that. So. Yeah, no, but see, 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 see in movies and TV, other than dialogue, everything's added in later. So as long as there's no dialogue, they can be as noisy as they want on set. All right. Um, the like, it's not uncommon for a director to be yelling out directions during a scene, like if mm-hmm. there's no dialogue. Yeah, to give the actors cues and things like that. So, um, so yeah, sounds not an issue. Um, so the uh yeah so he he runs out he runs out thinking that someone stole it he he gets a glimpse of you know a guy in a suit which he's also wearing a suit of course and he's chasing him and there's this this it is a little bit clunky looking because you know it's 1960 technology uh, to do it but uh where it's clearly two shots like you know put together of like him chasing himself and uh he he sees his face like the guy looks back at him and he, he realizes who it is and it's just this moment of shock that we end the episode on where he's like, yeah. wait, she was right. That's another version yeah. of me. Although the, when he's chasing him, he just kind of stops running and he's still watching them and he's like, where'd you go? <laughs> <laughs> he's right, he was right there. Well, like, yeah, how'd you lose him? <laughs> he has to stand there and be confused so that Rod Serling can narrate the, the outro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's I the reason that's kind of funny. Yeah. But um, I like that the uh, both times that you see the doppelgangers of the other people they're always like smiling maliciously like mm. like i'm yeah this is like a sinister thing i'm taking over your life now you can really see the influence of the movie s you can you can definitely see it i do i do kind of I, if i have a complaint about the episode my real complaint would be that i don't necessarily think it has maybe or it goes far enough and has as much of a resolution i think I think I would have really liked to have seen a scene of one of them speaking to the doppelganger. I think that may have been like the natural big climax to have. Yeah, maybe they wouldn't have been able to do it at the time. I thought there was going to be like a like a Gollum moment, like a Lord of the Rings thing in the mirror where she would be like normal talking into the mirror when you saw her and then 
when you go to the mirror, you see her and she'd be like this evil version of her talking back or something. <laughs> but that didn't happen either. <laughs> no, it, it, I think it's it's not like... I don't think it's like the best thought out episode. I don't think it, it's, you know, it's just been redrafted and like taken to a point where it's this perfect exploration of what it's doing. But I do like it as a very inventive episode of like just exploring the yeah. idea a little bit. You can see a lot of... I mean, it's not just the movie Us that was influenced. Like, I really did see some mirror, mirror from the hit television show Star Trek, the, the original series, almost said The Next Generation. They never did a mirror episode. Sorry to disappoint you if you were hoping for one. <laughs> um, yeah, so the original series then. The original series, yeah. yeah. Although they did it a lot in Deep Space Nine and also Enterprise and, of course, Discovery. <laughs> but but Cisco already has facial hair. How did they, how did they make that work? Not in seasons one through three. Oh, oh, did they swap? Is that a big twist in the show that, that Cisco from like season four onwards is actually Mirror Universe Cisco? <laughs> <laughs> My lips are sealed. <laughs> <laughs> how do you show they're evil when the good versions already have a beard? Mm. Cisco is not all good. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm working through Star Trek with Connor. Uh, we did that. We reviewed that like this show. It takes you forever to get to Deep Space Nine, and it's the best one. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. This is this is a years long endeavor. The Star Trek journey we're on. You gotta pick up the pace though, so that you can caught up for Picard. <laughs> we, there's no way in hell we're finishing next gen before Picard starts. <laughs> no way in hell. I could do it. Um, we we I could... literally have like two things I'm supposed to watch every week. I definitely <laughs> did. <laughs> you could. Oh yeah, but we have to record reviews after each episode. <laughs> I know. Oh dear. Um, uh, you know what else I thought about? Um, I thought a lot about the show Fringe. Watching this. Oh yeah, I love Fringe. Fringe had a whole lot of like evil doppelgangers, also from parallel universes. Like her explanation of it I was like, oh, it's kind of like the plot of Fringe. <laughs> Yeah, it's actually there's a location in Fringe that's kind of like this bus station, theoretically, where there's kind of a bridge yeah. uh, to to another world. Also, I, I do like this the subtle idea of like making a, a transportation hub. That this 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 bridge to another because like, it's you know it's transportation in and of itself. Right. Uh, yeah. So that's a neat little touch. Um, like, you know, <laughs> someone departed on another. And you're universe. stuck, not able to get to your destination because somebody is taking it from you. Yeah, someone's taking. And it now ticket. you're lost, on a bus station with nowhere to go. <laughs> yeah i feel like i feel like if if you were redoing this now like maybe one of the things that you would do is that you would realize you've swapped over so the ending might be her realizing she's swapped into where the other person came from like maybe all the other yeah, characters start she being sort of went into that whole thing like if somebody's taken over my life then where what happens to me but yeah. she, it didn't re doesn't really get explored but that's like where her paranoia and fear comes from like when she's sitting down silently like in her own thoughts you're kind of like She's probably mulling over that right now. Like, what the hell's going to happen to me now if she's on that bus? Yeah, I mean, because I, I was almost expecting the ending to be, like, all the other characters in, like, in the station started smelling at her really evil. Like, she's now in the evil world kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, that would have been really sinister. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, so, I like the episode quite a bit. I, I do think it could have went further with what it was doing, but um, I, like, I do like what it does, so. Yeah, I like it too. I think it's a. I think it's pretty good. I think it's pretty. Um, it's very good at getting that atmosphere or that um, that tone that Twilight Zone is known for. And you can see how something like this is just a cool idea that inspired lots of other science fiction. Yeah, and I, I think a lot of things that inspired are better than it. 
but that's okay like you know that's okay yeah they took the idea and they, they did bigger better things with it yeah um i love us i thought that movie was great so <laughs> I, I liked us a lot i didn't i'm not i love it yet i might love it more in a second viewing i think it, i think it holds up on a second viewing um but you, you mentioned Pretty fringe well. though and fringe is like one of my top 10 shows i love fringe yeah i love that show too um for, if, if we're talking alternate universes fringe is the like the first thing that comes to mind in my favorite example of an alternate universe uh, yeah story. john noble's the best oh. yeah walter and walternate olivia and yeah. full olivia it's great so good <laughs> <laughs> all right um that has been episode 21 this has been mirror image of twilight zone uh next time though uh rod Serling did come out and he was teasing uh, a very famous episode which is the monsters are due on maple street so yeah you can tell he knows that this is going to be a good one yeah the uh, description on imdb for those who don't know um, and are going through this for the first time with us uh which obviously we love uh on a peaceful suburban street strange occurrences and mysterious people stoke the residents paranoia to a disastrous intensity so pretty pumped big episode big episode um don't check it out don't check it out yeah yeah thanks rod <laughs> thanks for that warning um i know it was so weird <laughs> i was going to say this is the biggest one we've done yet i don't necessarily think that's true though i think time enough at last is actually a bit I think time, of the, time enough at last is more famous yeah like that's the one that gets spoofed all the time and i think that one's really well known yeah it's probably the second i don't know if that one is though better than this one i can't really remember but we'll find out yeah i can't remember either so we will find out we will find out how maple street goes next next week so uh thank you for for joining us and you know let us know what you thought of the episode in the comments like and subscribe all that stuff tara what else can they do to support us well you could check out our patreon page it's patreon.com slash tv you could donate as little as a dollar a month and that dollar gets you our episodes of the twilight zone a week early so you can get extra caught up yeah absolutely you also get bonuses and other stuff uh from other shows and yeah. all that stuff uh so yeah um you can also send in questions about future episodes or episodes we've already talked about to an email address can't they tara they sure can that address is <laughs> mf something something at <laughs> gmail.com mftvquestions at gmail.com uh, just remember to put in the subject box uh, what the uh, the show and episode you're, you're going to ask a question about is or want to bring up a point that you want us to discuss we won't necessarily get to all of them but uh, we'll pick some interesting ones out from time to time and, and talk about them uh, and that goes for all the shows we do you just have to put the show that we're, we're doing in the in the box and uh, send, it, send it off uh, obviously you can get us on twitter at mail underscore fuzz for channel updates Um but that's us so uh, oh check out the content we do yeah promote other stuff uh tara promote something uh well we mentioned star trek you and connor are going through the star trek next generation right now you're on season two you can check those out yeah uh, uh, as far as stuff that you and i do we do a science fiction movie podcast every week it's uh called the ace the atomic cinema experiment those are really fun we tend to go a long time on those stuff. So, you know, make sure you put two hours aside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like a long podcast. But yeah. Good. yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you, if, you like, if you like the 25-minute portion of us and you want more, yes, there's, there's like a 90 to two-hour 
90 minute to two hour <laughs> version of it every week as well talking about a movie uh so that is us though so thank you once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep watching tv guys in the twilight zone <laughs>